Hey, 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 what is up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. This is the Christmas NBA betting preview. I'm the host, Jeff Clark. I got the homie, David Troy, here on Zoom to help me break down the five-game Christmas Day extravaganza in the NBA. The NBA, and just sports betting in general, has edged Christmas atop Thanksgiving as my favorite holiday. Wow, that's uh, just because of the NBA, or just because of, or you're saying sports betting holiday? No, just because no sports betting. The NFL helps out with that as well, but like growing up, it was always the NFL had Thanksgiving, the NBA had Christmas. So if it went back to that before, like the NFL tried to get their greasy hands into the uh, Christmas money mm-hmm. and play like NBA Grinch. I would prefer NBA over NBA Christmas over NFL Thanksgiving. For I'd, sure. Obviously, you and I are uh, kind of aligned on that on that sort of thing, and we're not we're bigger NBA fans than most people. So yeah, like Eight. it's as simple as I get five games of action on NBA and then three in the NFL. It's that simple. Uh. I, I get into arguments about what's a better league constantly. And I mean, there there's complaints about both, to be honest. But uh, I can't watch a football game from start to finish anymore. I need it to be red zone, man. I, I have to. Really? I can watch every basketball game there is, but football's too – there's too much time in between plays. I, I was looking at some chart. It's like – there's something like 11 minutes of actual game action in a football game, and it lasts two and a half hours. Whereas, like hockey, basketball, there's 48 minutes of action. I just don't get that. Wow. Now I'm going to kind of counter what I just said, but I don't get that same feeling when I watch football. <clears throat> it's still. That's because the announcers do a good job of filling in that time. Yeah. I also have a couple TVs. Or a few TVs, so I got mad games going, generally. Well, a little bit of that like as I well. Like I said, Red Zone kind of ruined it for me, but we're not here to talk about football, so I, I apologize. I messed up and shouldn't even brought it up. <laughs> no, I brought it up. It's my fault. Oh. Sorry if I sound a little down. I'm just kind of under the weather. I'm getting my uh, yearly Christmas COVID visit. It, it happens from for me literally every single season or every single right. Christmas. It sucks. Well, I guess the J1NA COVID is going around California. I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I don't even keep track of it anymore, man. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk <laughs> about the NFL. The NBA. We're <laughs> here to talk about the NBA. I apologize. Let's get this back on track. We've we've been only been recording for three minutes. Not that egregious. And I have it all time stamped. So. We'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks at the New York Knicks at noon Eastern. For me, dude, it's going to be, well, for you, it's going to be 11 a.m. For me, it's going to be 9 a.m. Granted, I would have been up for a few hours already, you know, playing Santa Claus and doing stuff like that. So I'll be ready to gamble. And I already have my bet in for this game. I'm a home or I'm a, I'm a Knicks homer, so I apologize in advance. But I'm taking the plus three and a half with the New York Knicks. You're probably going to go with some goofy-ass player prop, right? Like Bobby Portis over assists? No, no. To be honest with you, in this one, 
Um, they don't even really have like anything available right now aside from spreads and money lines. So that's really all I'll talk about in this one right now. Yeah, that's what sucks about it. There are a few totals available, like ESPN.com. They have their, and everyone knows they have, they have ESPN bet now. So when you go to their scoreboard and look on Christmas, they have totals for four of the five games and spreads for all five. Oh, so, they really have? Yeah, I'm saying that. that because I'm going to give out a total here in a couple games. So hmm. there are available. You just have to kind of search around, but they're not widely yeah. available. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, dude, the, the Bucks beat the Knicks, I think in, what is it? Eight straight. Ugh. They beat him twice earlier this year. Both games are in Milwaukee. Knicks lost the first one, 110 to 105. Um, that was like in the beginning of November. And Julius Randle, that was when Julius Randle was god-awful. He shot 5 of 20 that game. Jalen Brunson balled out, but still the Bucks ended up prevailing. And then... The Bucks crushed the Knicks 146 to 122 in an NBA in season tournament game um, a couple weeks ago, December 5th. I bet that game. I'm a Knicks fan. I watched it uh, pretty closely, obviously. And it felt like the Bucks just kind of got dumb lucky from three. They were 60% from three that game. They hit 23 of 38 three pointers. There were scrubs like Cameron Payne and Marjan Bootchamp and AJ Green just banging threes. And so I think now that this game's back in the garden, the Knicks are going to get a better shooting performance out of their role players. Uh, Quentin Grimes played in that last game that the, the, the Knicks got crushed by the Bucks in. This fool had a zero offensive rating. He did nothing in 18 minutes offensively. <laughs> he had zero offensive rebounds, zero assists, zero points. I've never seen a starter have a flat zero. Like Mitchell Robinson had, I think, one offensive rebound, two points, and he had an 86 offensive rating. So I think they actually counted his picks. <laughs> Apparently Grimes just stood in the corner and just stayed out of the way. But Tibbs noticed this and adjusted. And Dante, he he replaced Grimes with Dante DiVincenzo in the starting lineup. And as a starter, Dante DiVincenzo is shoot, has an 80% true shooting. He's shooting 57, 53, and 80. He's got 153 offensive rating. Um, Emmanuel quickly, he sucked, I think, in the last Bucks game. Maybe both of them. He shoots 11% better from behind the arc at home. He is one of, like, he's like your quintessential Role players perform better at home, guy. Like he gets energized by the by the by the crowd, and he really gets lifted by by MSG. Um, sometimes he'll show up and and road games, but also, dude, I want you to respond to this one. I think Jalen Brunson's better than Dame Lillard right now. Where do you? How do you feel about that? And, and you know, I'm a Lillard guy, kind of. Current form, I don't. I wouldn't say better. I think he's. Who would you rather I mean, have no, as your point guard? You guys kind of Damian the, the, forever the like, Bulls. for the rest of the season. Yes, Damian Lillard. Ooh. I think Lillard's upside is better than than Brunson's. Okay. Well, I hate what you just said, but continue. Okay. Well, I figured you would. <laughs> but look, I, I mean, I actually just tweeted this out. He, Brunson is obviously in the news right now because of uh, Becky Hammond's comments, but she basically said the same thing that. 
I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the guys on TNT or something like that. Um, like, that like essentially Charles Barkley huh? and Shaq, one of those guys. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But somebody said something along the lines of like, if your best players walking into the game are Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, you're almost always going to have the second best or third best player on the court in in most games against the average team or like the, the playoffs. The average team. How the, dare the you? Now you're getting teams, disrespectful. Yeah, the playoff teams. So really, because we but can do, we, we can play that game now. Okay. Think about it. Okay, you want to go down a list of all the <laughs> all the different superstars in the league? Wait, hold on. Let me think about that for a second. Maybe not. Keep going. <laughs> but it, the point is that Brunson is a very good player. I think Dame is better. Now, Dame is struggling more than I thought he would, but he does seem like he's coming around finally, and maybe it was just they needed, you know, quarter of a season to get into a groove or whatever with this new team, but he was starting to, like, give me a little bit of that, is this just like Kevin Love, great stats on a bad team kind of guy, or is he actually that good? And it seems like he's starting to shoot better, play better, and overall make the Bucks a better team, which is what he was supposed to do when he came in there. Um, you know, he obviously has the luxury of having Giannis, which is better than Brunson will ever have. But the fact that this is a conversation at all is a testament to Brunson. When yeah. He, you know, he was Brunson's, Brunson's like pick. 25 or 26. He's ascending. Yeah. You know, second round pick. He's come in, kept getting better every single year. He's hitting the three much better this year. Um, I don't know. I don't think either of them are particularly good at defense, but you probably could give the edge to Brunson. But the gap is not quite as big as it was even two years ago. Two years ago when Brunson was on the on the Mavs, you probably would have been like, uh, Lillard or Brunson, why are we even talking about this guy? But now it's a conversation. And that's good, but again, it's not enough for the Knicks to like be a championship contender. I don't think that that's that egregious of a comment, but what? I think as well, you and Becky Hammond saying that Jalen oh, yeah. Brunson and Julius Randle are going to be probably the two or three best players on the court in a lot of playoff series, especially post first round. Like I personally, I'm biased obviously, but like I, I would, I've always taken Jalen Brunson and, and Julius Randle over Donovan Mitchell. Right. So we get that one, right? Like I'll give you Jimmy Butler. I'll give you Giannis. I'll give you Embiid. But like, I think the Knicks have a squad. I think they could possibly make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm willing to obviously say the Bucks are the, you know, Giannis is the best player on the court. But what pisses me off is, you know, the New York media or Knicks fans in the media, namely Stephen A. Smith, or at least he's the mascot for what I'm about to say. But these Knicks fans that are banging the table saying we can't win a ring without Julius Randle and not being happy of how much this team has progressed. And what I would say to those people, or what I would spawn with is what do you want done? <laughs> Who do you want? Like Anthony Edwards, he's better than Julius Randle. Cool. Let's get him. Yeah. The Timberwolves ever going to trade him ever. Yeah. You know, yeah, let's, sure. go, let's yeah. go through all the players that are better than Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Right? Are they? Yeah. Are they? Are they? 
are they able to get traded for? Could we get Anthony Davis or Julius Randle? No, we couldn't. We couldn't get Nikola Jokic. We couldn't get Giannis, right? Couldn't get prime Kevin Durant. We couldn't get Embiid. So what are we talking about? Yeah, they're better. Okay, cool. They're better. That doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win a championship, right? And addressing specifically the small person comments, that is true in pretty much basketball history. But there are outliers, right? Like Isaiah Thomas, like Steph Curry. A little guy can be the best player on a championship team. I don't think the Knicks are a championship team, but I don't know. Like some of the some of the conversation from people like Becky Hammond, Stephen A. Smith, and I don't even want to single them out. I'm just struggling to figure out other people who who slam on who slam Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson consistently. It pisses me off because it's just like. It's a low-hanging fruit. Like, yeah, I mean, Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet, they're not good enough either. I don't know. Like, But the Knicks are better. The Knicks are a good team. I, I don't know. It pisses me off. Anyways, back to the gambling analysis. Have you ever heard of dunksin3s.com? Mm, I don't think so. They, they're good. They're kind of like cleaning the glass, whatever. I enjoy those kind of websites. They adjust for strength of schedule with their net rating, and they have the Bucks and the Knicks with the exact same net rating. There's got to be a boost for home court advantage on on Christmas. Knicks played really well on Christmas and a loss last year to the 76ers. I think they're going to shoot better at home. The Bucks' defense suffers on the road, and their offense suffers on the road. So I'm taking the three and a half with the Knicks. And F you and F Becky Hammond. Well, fine. F me. I I will say two things about this game. One, I'm looking for the total to come out. If the total is actually what it's listed at um, ESPN, which is 228.5 right now, take the over. I know it's an early game, which usually leads to unders and that kind of stuff, but the Bucks and the Knicks play each other on – Saturday. So in Madison Square Garden. So they're doing another one of these back-to-back game things that I can't stand. They will both be comfortable. They will both be in Madison Square Garden for two straight games. And I'm not sure if this is Dame's first time playing on Christmas. I would guess it's probably one of a few times that he's played. I think he's going to be pretty excited. I think he's going to ball out. Same to be said with Giannis. I am going to wait to see what happens on Saturday, see how that game goes, and then I will put a play on this one. If the Knicks win, I'm going for Milwaukee for sure. If the Bucks win, I probably will just play the total and I'll probably take it over. I have my predicted score is Knicks 120, Bucks 118, which is over the total. But my Way only over. my yeah my pushback on what you just said is. A lot of times the second leg of these like back-to-back or two-game miniseries will go under. The, the The coaches will make defensive adjustments in between games. That's yeah, my only pushback. I mean, I, yeah. Again, I, I, I agree with you. I have it going over. I'm just saying. Just giving you yeah. conversation. I gotcha. But you'd play it over, the- over the total to what? To like 231? Probably 235 at this point. Really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I. I so don't you think agree on be... kind of my implied final? Well, not like yeah. which team wins, but 
the yeah, points. I like, I'm at 238. Yeah. I mean, you're not even talking about them scoring that many points. To be honest with you, 120 is, what, 30 points a quarter? That's pretty good. And it's not like New York, because Tibbs is their coach, has this, like, I don't know, this stigma or association that they're supposed to be some sort of great defensive team. They're not. They're Whoa. not that defensive-minded. They don't have Mitchell Robinson anymore either. Who That's is the big issue. Defense. But but even with with him, they weren't that good defensively. So oh, I think it'll be over. October to November, we struggled. The Knicks struggled to shoot, and they were a much better defensive team. In December, I think they're like top three in offensive rating and bottom three in defensive rating. So it's been kind of like a tale of two teams, really. And that kind of goes with Julius Randle. Like Julius Randle was awful in the first like six weeks of the season. In December, he's playing like an all NBA caliber guy, an all star caliber yeah. guy. So he's definitely turned it on for sure. And frankly, that's I mean that's what the Knicks need, obviously, and that's what they kind of have to be because like the loss of Mitchell Robinson is huge. Like he is mm-hmm. the defensive anchor of the Knicks, and like. Grimes, his defense doesn't offset his terrible offense enough. Jalen Brunson's not a very good defender. I would say Julius Randle's a below-average defender. Now we got Hartenstein in the starting lineup. Like, the Knicks need to win a high-scoring game. So, like, for my handicap, and based on what you're saying, I hope it goes over. I'm just saying. Second game of a back-to-back as it is. And it's a primetime game. Well, you know, island game. All right, let's go to the next one. Out out west, the Golden State Warriors at the Denver Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets are favored five and a half currently, at least according to ESPN.com. Uh, the total is sitting at like 230.5. This is a 2.30 Eastern Standard tip-off, 11.30 for me. Out west, I like the Nuggets here. I think the Nuggets should be at least seven-point favorites, given Golden State doesn't have Draymond Green. Um they were roughly five and a half, six point favorites in their last two meetings against the Golden State Warriors. Um, I don't think Draymond played or at home against the Golden State Warriors. I'm pretty sure Draymond Green didn't play in either one of them. But Golden State actually struggles from behind the arc um, in their last three visits to Denver, only shooting 34% from the three. Jokic is insane even more so at home he's averaging roughly like 29 13 and 10 denver's offense shoots much better at home Jokic put up a 45 15 and 15 last christmas and golden state has the worst shot quality in the nba according to clean the class.com they're not very good from inside the arc they're obviously a good three-point shooting team um, I think this line would be like six, six and a half if the Warriors didn't have like that miracle comeback win against the, who was it? Who did they, oh, it was the Celtics the other night on NBA on TNT, I believe. Um, I was on the it's, wrong side of that one. It's been five and a half for a while, actually, even before that. What these, do you mean? The, the Christmas lines, I've seen these Christmas lines on DraftKings at least pretty much since the start of the season. They've just been there. So this is this is assuming Draymond Green was going to play, and they haven't moved it yet. Yeah, I would get five and a half wherever it's available. What, what yeah, do you, is there anything you can it. disagree with? Like any way you can go about poking holes in my handicap? 
No, I mean, I don't know if you remember the first game uh, that they had. Somebody missed a free throw, like, right at the end, and then Clay like, dribbled it off his foot or something when he tried to score at the end of the game. Do you remember it at all? Nope. Okay. Well, that's basically what happened. So <clears throat> it, was, it ended up being a three-point loss. Uh, Reggie Jackson got fouled. He made the first free throw, made it. Uh, 105-108, which ended, ended up being the final. But basically, he gets the free throw. Chris Paul gets a rebound, sends it out to Clay. Clay like just completely fumbled the bag. I mean, he was it was bad. Um, and what was Reggie Jackson doing out there? I don't know if uh, Jamal Murray played in it. Doesn't sound um, like he played. Maybe he fouled out. Yeah, yeah. Murray wasn't in it. No, he wasn't in the game. Always oh, playing. He's playing um, Christmas. Right. So you're already talking about a better Nuggets team, the Nuggets at home. I think what you probably look at here is the Nuggets in the first quarter, maybe first half, probably the full game. I don't think the Warriors are going to be able to keep up with them. Um, now, I thought that last year, too, I thought the, the Grizzlies were going to come and like destroy the Warriors Me on too. Christmas. And it was not the case at all. But uh, where we aired there is that was home Warriors. Yeah. But let me also mention this, which is a great reason to take Denver. Three straight games at home for the Warriors. Tuesday was against uh, Boston. Tonight they play the Wizards. Are we, are, you're releasing this today or not? Yep. Friday. Okay. So Friday, today they're playing... Yeah, they're playing the Wizards. Tomorrow they play the Trailblazers. They're off. They go to Denver for one game on Christmas. They're back at home for six, seven straight. So this is not a good situation for the Warriors at all. They they're not going to win this game, and I'm I'm taking Denver for sure. Did you just land on this? I feel like I'm seeing like a light bulb turn on. Yeah, kind of. Nice. It's also is even it's even more strange that it's. I mean, this is going to be an eleven thirty start in Denver. I think no, they're on Mountain Time, so it'll be twelve thirty. Yeah, twelve thirty start. So, for most of those guys who will probably be celebrating Christmas on Christmas Eve and then head out sometime that night, this will actually end up being like a. 10 o'clock start for them for the warriors this isn't this this probably will not be pretty early so i think i'm gonna be recommending to everybody and i usually give out the entire christmas card for free hoping i can play santa um but i'm gonna i'm gonna say denver first quarter first half full game i delivered coal in everyone's stockings last year (laughs) if i was santa yeah well i think i had i might have had a parlay or something that hit i remember Oh, I know what it was. I, I bet on the, I think it was the Knicks first half in the 76ers full game, something like that. And that was like plus 200 or plus 300 or something in that one. I have PTSD over last year's NBA season. I, oh, yeah. I, I like wake do. up in the middle of the night yelling sometimes. <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> it was so terrible. Yeah. Uh, the final projected score I have here is Nuggets 118. Warriors 110. Uh, for those of you keeping track at home, that would be under the total by one and a half points. So, not 
a lot of value there. I'm just going to roll with the Nuggets. Um, and based on the spread, it probably wouldn't be like a hammer play. Like, you know, but I am just going to, you know what? No, I'm just going to go Confidence. with my standard one unit. But you're confident in it. Yeah, of course yeah. I'm confident in it. The hell, yeah, it's so the Outkick Best so Podcast of Jeff Clark. Fire away. Anytime I don't get confident, I just look at the uh, the logo for this podcast. Like, I am the there man. Yeah. <laughs> At least in this odd, uh, uh, podcast feed. All right. Five o'clock Eastern Standard tip off between the Boston Celtics at the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are four and a half point underdogs. I'm taking Boston, dude. I think if we simulated this game a hundred times, Boston wins 70 of them. So I'm just gonna take it. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna lay the. I'm gonna lay the four and a half. I'd play it up to five and a half. Actually, I'd play it up to six. Um, Boston's first in that adjusted net rating. I was talking about from dunks and threes. Yeah. You know that I think Philly technically is first in net rating, but like when you adjust strength the schedule and all that, Boston's first. LA's nineteenth. Uh, Boston's first in SRS as well, which is a basketball reference formula uh blending strength of schedule and scoring margin uh well i don't know if they're first but they're 11 points better than the los angeles lakers jason tatum actually has outscored lebron in six of their last seven meetings he's had 30 points in six of them so he's outplayed lebron um and boston as everyone knows is the best three-point shooting team in the league they hit the most threes per game they have the highest three-point attempt rate. Lakers actually give up the fourth highest rate of wide-open three-pointers. Um, I think we can kind of bank on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown playing all right in this game. We just need, uh, if you're back in the Celtics, KP, Drew Holiday, or, or Derek White to step up. And Derek White has been balling lately, like going yeah. off. So He's been good. And this is the, I don't know, like a four- or five-game road trip for the Celtics out west. Derek White in his first two games is averaging 29 points per game, like 57% from the field, 48% from three. So I'm just going to take the Celtics. You know, I'm going to try to remove the situation, remove the whole LeBron at home. On Christmas. On Christmas, which if that's why you're betting this, that's fair. I don't, I don't, I, I, I can't really argue that. But <clears throat> again, from like a statistical profile sense and just how these teams are clicking right now i think boston wins this game uh 70 percent of the time and covers 65 60 so that's where i'm at yeah this is probably one of the games that i don't really have that strong of an opinion on so um why well one thing is that i'm I'm just not sure if uh um tatum is gonna be playing after he injured himself the other day. Come on. Um, Come on, dog. He's playing. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to my handicap. Don't scare me. I'm just saying, man, he's got a game tomorrow, so we'll know Like if there's a chance. If he plays tomorrow, he's going to be playing on Christmas unless he re-injures it. If he doesn't play tomorrow, then I think it is questionable if he actually is going to do it. Um, Fair enough. I, regardless of what happens tomorrow, I think he's playing. Like I think he's probably just going to get a rest day. There's a few other guys getting one, right? Like Luca's getting a rest day. Yeah, today he is. Which I wish I would have known that beforehand. 
I don't know how I missed that news. He, but he plays tomorrow too, and I think he'll get a re- I think he'll get two rest days because he played forty four minutes the other night. You think he's gonna be off uh, tomorrow and on, or and just rest him until Monday? Yeah, I think that's yeah, gonna happen. This is this was a bad scheduling situation for Dallas too. Having to play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then Christmas. I don't. I don't know if I like that. And they're in four different cities, um, three different cities. Yeah, I mean, I think if you just look at it on the surface level, the Lakers suck. They're not a very good basketball team. Um, they've they actually play tomorrow night in Oklahoma City. Um, it was, I think, a two-game road trip for them. Maybe it was three. Uh, and now they're coming back home. they got to face Boston. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, three-game. I, I apologize. So it was a three-game road trip. They now are facing, like I said, Boston on Christmas. They stay home after that for Charlotte. I mean, at some point, LeBron, I can't, I can't just keep factoring in, like, well, it's LeBron, so you're never out of it. But the truth is, like, he still is doing LeBron things, and he's still making an impact. Um, so I just I don't feel very comfortable about about this until Tatum is figured out for sure. All right. Well, I don't want to talk more about your feelings. Let's just talk about the next game. Talk about my feelings, please. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not sitting on my couch. You're not telling me all of what's going on in your life. Let's. <laughs> Instead, talk about the Philadelphia 76ers at the Miami Heat. This was the aforementioned total I was talking about. According to ESPN bet, the total is 218.5. This is the first Sixers Heat meeting of the season, David. This total is like the total from last season's Sixers Heat meetings, and these are different squads. Nick Nurse is getting Philly to get out and transition more or play more fast-break offense. And actually, Miami's fast-break defense is kind of shitty this year. They're, only give, they're giving up 21. Excuse me, they're 21st in fast-break points allowed per game. Mm-hmm. Sixers are second offensive rating. They're just killing it. And Bede might get the scoring title again. And Miami, they flip-flop in and out of this every every other year, but... They're back to being the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. It's just kind of crazy, but these guys are banging threes. They average Miami six more points per game at home, and they actually allow 10 more points per game at home. They're shooting 40% from three at home. Philly averages 121 on the road. They're averaging 127 this month. Miami's went over the total in four four straight and five of the last six games. Both teams can get to the offensive, uh, to the free throw line a lot. I would play this total up to two twenty five and a half, but I, I love the over here, so I'm I'm gonna hit this over. Yeah, I, I can't blame you at all for that. It, it's another one of those games where I don't think the uh, the defense is quite as amazing as everybody kind of envisions. Like Miami. I think still kind of has that public opinion that like they're some sort of defensive juggernaut, and they're not really i mean butler is a good defender bam is a good defender kyle lowry's garbage duncan robinson's garbage i'll say this i think they both have high defensive ceilings like come playoff oh, time. Yeah. for sure 
they can get stops, but defense is about effort. And are you putting enough effort on a regular season game, even on Christmas? Kind of doubt it. Oh, I think um, I think the stars are going to show up, and the shooting is going to show up. And I think it's yeah. going to be a fun game. Yeah, I think Embiid is going to look great in this game, and I also think the 76ers win this game. Fair um, enough. I I think you know it, right now it's a one point spread. I would just take them on the money line, or I guess you can take the one point for for the Sixers. They haven't played this season, and they usually play pretty evenly matched. The um, Heat are favorites, right? It's minus one the half heat, for yeah, the Heat. The Heat are favorites. That's crazy. Which, yeah, I think that's a little strange myself. Heat um, culture, baby. Sure is. Uh, Miami sure game the, actually. I'm pretty sure the bars in Miami are open on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, Miami, uh, I would guess personally that. Philly will stay in. Eh, you, you never know. I don't know what time they would go to Miami, but um, the Miami game actually starts a four-game road trip for uh, the 76ers as well. Tonight is their last game before Christmas, so they'll have a couple of days rest before this. So you can probably expect Embiid and all them to keep playing. Uh, after the Philly game, the Heat end up going out on the road. You also have them here uh, playing tonight against Atlanta, so they'll actually have the same amount of rest. Butler, I would guess, is going to be back. I don't know exactly what's bothering him. Uh, let me check. <laughs> Doesn't, he's in Philly playing. Yeah, it could be, man. Instagram and the guy is doing the same crap he always does. So, Injured calf. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll be fine. Um, so I do, I like your overlook, but I also think the 76ers are going to win this game. I think they're the better team. Um, and I do think Embiid is one of the few, like, guys that tries pretty hard in almost every game. I mean, and it, he almost is, like, looking effortless with his scoring right now, which is crazy to think about. So, like, that, that if he wants to, he could be even better. I think he's put up, like, 40 points in three out of his last five games or something crazy, so... I'm I'm impressed with Embiid this season, and I I remember saying on your podcast that there's no way that he's going to win the MVP this year, and I feel like I'm going to be wrong. And I also said that about Jokic two years ago after he won his first. But yeah, so my recommendation would be take the Sixers. All right, I'm on over two eighteen and a half. I think it. Closes at like two twenty three. Like that's how much line movement I think there's going to be. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm not seeing it right. But either way, I'm going to be having my money on the over here. Let's talk about who I think is the current favorite to win the MVP. Luka Doncic. When the uh, Dallas Mavericks visit the Phoenix Suns in the uh, finale of the five game NBA Christmas extravaganza, Suns are minus five and a half point favorites. This tip off is. Late for you East Coasters, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. I am taking the points with the Mavericks. I don't think I'm going to hit the money line, but I think I'm definitely going to take the five and a half. I can tell you why, but what, what do you what do you think about any of that? Uh, well, first, just to let you know, Embiid is the current favorite, and then Jokic. So Luka is plus 650 if you're interested. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually interested either. in Kawhi Leonard. 
He was going at one fifty to one in BetMGM. What's he? Are you? Was he really? Yeah. What's he at at DraftKings? On DraftKings, he's hundred to one. Just navigated away from that. Kawhi is hundred to one right now. That's not a bad look, considering how well the Clippers are playing right now. But. I mean, if he plays seventy-five games, that number is shrinking. Like, oh, like for sure. crazy. He, yeah, he should finish in the top five of voting. I would think if if he. Have you seen his true shooting this month is like 75%. He's shooting 63 from the field, 50 from three, and 95 from free throw. Yeah. Like, they haven't lost a game he's played in since, like, like Thanksgiving. It's before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Anyways, Maverick Suns, what are you thinking? Yeah, so the owner of the Phoenix Suns is very obviously – Luka Doncic. Oh. He has killed them. He once again crushed their spirits in the playoffs, and then he just kind of has still rolled them ever since. Like, even when it was one of those games last year, I think, where it was like, okay, well, the Phoenix Suns will get their revenge. They didn't. I mean, he just took it over again and stopped them. Um, I guess the, the big question I have is Kyrie Irving going to play? I don't think so. You you don't think so? No, I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he's He's out indefinitely. Well, he's out. Yeah. But he could potentially play tomorrow. So if he comes back, that'd be one thing to pay attention to. Where are you seeing that, though? I'm sorry. Where are you seeing that? That he could potentially play tomorrow? I'm just looking at Roto Wire. They list estimated returns. When when does so, it have? Twelve twenty three. So tomorrow. Oh, I don't I don't believe it, but that'd be sick. And then, more importantly, though, I I think is uh, Derek Lively. If he's not in, Dallas has really struggled without having him on the court, and it's been kind of eye opening. Um, I'm not saying that he's like going to be rookie of the year or that he's the best you know pickup in the draft or anything like that. But he has made a pretty big impact on on what the Mavericks are doing. And without him, they don't look quite as sharp. Um, You know, they're obviously asking Luka to do a million different things. And in the game against the Clippers, they kind of came back and made it a scary contest, I guess. But um, they have lost, I think, every game. Yeah, they've lost all four games that... Lively hasn't played in, and there's only been one of them that was by less than 10 points. So if he does not play, I'm I'm probably going to take the Suns at minus 4.5. I wouldn't play it higher than that. So if it gets away from me, I just won't play it. But I want to see, again, who's actually going to be playing for the, these teams. Um I don't think the like hatred for the Mavericks is really still there from the Suns, other than maybe Booker. Uh, so I, I'm not like also thinking this is some sort of revenge spot or revenge game or any of that kind of thing. It's it's more I just think Phoenix will be better in this game than than uh, Dallas will be. Phoenix also is not playing again until Christmas. Um, then or Dallas has a game tonight, has a game tomorrow, and then plays on Christmas on the road. And like I mentioned, Dallas went from 
Um, I think it was Monday they were in. Where the hell were they? Yeah, Monday they were in Dallas. Wednesday they were. Excuse me. Monday they were in Denver. Wednesday they were in Dallas. Friday they're going to be in Houston. Saturday they're in Dallas. Then Monday they're going to be in Phoenix. That's a lot of travel on a team. So it's it's not exactly a good spot for them either, especially when a team is not healthy. So kind of like Phoenix, like I said, I don't know that I want to play him much higher than four and a half. Uh, but if Lively's out, I will take it. All right. Well, I think it's good that the Mavericks are getting some reps in since their young players are shitty and they need to practice a little bit more. I am worried about the injury to Derek Lively. He's a very good defensive big, rebounding big, and really the only good defensive player that they have when they're starting five. But Luka's been going off this month. The Mavs have more of an identity. They have more continuity. They know like their roles. Everyone knows like the offense goes to Luka. Whereas the Suns are still figuring stuff out. Bill Simmons made a good point about this. Whereas there are far too many offensive possessions that end with Nurkic shooting and them playing through Nurkic. And I kind of can't unsee that now that he made that point. Uh, Dallas is playing much better recently. Phoenix is only 3-7 and seven over the last 10, 1-9 and nine against the spread. And three of those wins were over Washington, Golden State, when Draymond punched Nurkic, and Memphis without John Moran. So I do think the Luka curse is going to come back and haunt the Suns here on their home floor. I hear your points about the situational stuff, but I don't know. I just think the continuity. Also, Dallas, the other thing is basketball-related part of my handicap. They have a strength and weakness edge over uh, Phoenix and ball security. Phoenix is 23rd in offensive turnover rate, 25th in defensive turnover rate. Dallas has the fewest turnover turnovers per game and are 12th in defensive turnover rate. So they're going to get more possessions and get more looks. And I think they're going to probably beat the Suns, but I'm going to take the five and a half to be safe. Actually, I did write down money line plus 150. So I guess I'm doing that too since I wrote it down. I didn't have to read that, but I no, just had my Ron, I just that. had my Ron Burgundy moment. Yeah, everything on the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, teleprompter says minus uh, plus one fifty money line. So I'm doing it, baby. There you go. And we're Oppo, unfortunately. One of us has to go to bed angry. Yeah, I suppose. Unfortunately for your family, David, it's going to be you. Well, you know, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> All right, man. Uh. Yeah, recording this Friday, December 22nd. I actually haven't even looked at the Friday slate. I might tweet something out. I had Jeffrey underscore Clark with my plays. Maybe quick little handicap underneath it, but probably not. If anything, it'll be just plays tonight. Maybe I'll hit the uh, the handicap and NBA handicap and beat Saturday. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Thanks for downloading and subscribing to the Outkick Bets podcast. Please uh, show us some love on social media. Share us with friends. You know, that's how this podcast is going to grow by fellow sports gamblers sharing amongst each other. So please help us out. That would be a great Christmas present to me. And again, like David said, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas or however you're celebrating the holidays. Have fun. Be safe. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.